0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: Sign up for a six-month bottled water contract for your home or office today and get your first five-gallon bottle free. Visit watertomydoor.com and use code DRINKITIN at checkout.
2: I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the story straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, But you know how us Mississippi types are? We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river, moving slow. Ain't no worries. it's how life goes, baby. In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. Hey, hey, folks, it's time for another Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar in a Mississippi Minute, actually. Glad to have you guys along for the ride. Remember, visitmississippi.org is the place to go for your next cool getaway. I'd like to thank, once again, my pal actor, multi-talented actually, Richard Berge, for hooking me up with yet another of my guests. Hey, when you run out of friends on this show, you turn to your friends' friends, and that's what friends are for. Today, I've looked forward to this so much, because I spent a lot of time being hooked, the German-born American film and television actor known for his roles as Victor Newman. Come on, on the soap opera version of the Energizer Bunny. That's what he is, going and going. He keeps going on The Young and Restless. Yes, I know I'd get you laughing. Okay, we're not going to go there, but let's just say this. Who out there can admit with, a, you know, with their conscience on the line that if you've watched one time one of these daytime dramas, especially The Young and the Restless, that you didn't get hooked. I know you. It's like a lay's potato chip. It's worse. His role is also Hans Dietrich in the 1960s TV series, The Rat Patrol. You can look back to Dr. Charles Forbin in Colossus, The Forbin Project, and who can't forget John Jacob Astor IV in the blockbuster film Titanic. There's more, all garnered high praise. And, you know, he's got a Daytime Emmy Award under his belt, he's got so many incredible accolades. And he has outlasted everybody on daytime drama. So, without wasting a lot of time, like I'm doing, let's bring him into the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. One incredibly talented man, Eric Braden.
3: What's up, Eric? Hey, Steve. What's going on, brother? It's it's a very nice introduction. And uh, how's it down there, in Mississippi?
2: Hell, well, we miss you. We'd love to have you on on our sacred, hallowed soul, where all this great music and art form was created, but. I know you're making it in your neck of the woods in LA, but it's it's beautiful down here and it's glorious. And one day maybe we'll have you down.
3: The only the, the, I would love that. The only drawback about what I'm doing is that we have very little time. You know what I'm saying? I would I would travel much. I I love the South and I love to drive through the South and there's so much time history. And um, as you said, in in so many regards, but especially in regards to music and all that. So I'd love to see the South. I have seen it before, but never really for any length of time.
2: Yeah, well, we, I can take you through it all, and, and we'll have great meal at every stop. There's so many great restaurants. That's right. Hey, Eric, d- talk about your schedule, first of all. And, and I want to talk about how is it possible that you hadn't had burnout, or maybe you have and you've just camouflaged it and never let anybody see. But you're talking about a very, very long time. Tell me your schedule, if there is a nutshell if any.
3: Well, there's, there's no nutshell for the schedule. It, it, it changes all the time. I would say that on the whole, mm, an average day would be I get up around 6.30 and uh, come home. Well, that entirely depends, but I'm the morning stage or both stages, so sometimes from, you know, I have to be there around 7, 7.30, and sometimes till about 5, 6 in the afternoon, uh, 7, 8, 9, 10. It used to be in the old days. I mean, it's, it's uh, anywhere between 8 and 12 and 14 hours. You know, it, it depends.
2: Mm-hmm. As your character has evolved, and you're talking about, you know, decades now. Four four decades, right.
3: is that right? Unbelievable. Four decades. 41 years.
2: Unbelievable. Did they, what did they do for your 40th, first of all? Did anybody did they have a big party?
3: Celebrate. Yeah, they were very nice. It was, it was very nice. They had a big party. And um, all kinds of fellow actors from, from other shows came over. And, and uh, Maurice Bernard from General Hospital. And, and some people from Bold and Beautiful. And, so, and some other fellow actors that worked with. Dabney Coleman, who was in 95, and, uh, been a long-time friend. So and some politicians. I mean, a lot of people came over. It was very nice. My son, my granddaughter. Yep.
2: Wow, forty years—it's unbelievable. Okay, so let's back up. I want to dig into your younger days because you're not born in America, and you're coming over and being a TV star and a film star, and that is not easy, especially when you got an accent and all. You know, right? I mean, think about it. So, so tell me about the young version of yourself.
3: Well, the talking about the South, I drove through, through the South in 1959 after I landed in New York on a boat and uh, traveled by Greyhound bus to the the entire south to Galveston, Texas. And that was my first impression of America. So Hmm. it was in the end of May, beginning of June 1959. So um, a lot of things have changed since then, you know? Yeah. So was it was it tough? Well yeah. Uh um, had all kinds of odd jobs when I started out, and um, my first job, to be honest with you, I've told that to very few people, was my cousin who sponsored my trip to America and sponsored my immigration. She was a doctor at the University of Medical University of Texas in Galveston, and um, they had a job for me the day after I arrived, and it was with a colleague of theirs who was a pathologist was doing studies on arthritis deformants. Hmm. So they took me to the cadaver hall and I had to open the, the knee joints of <laughs> cadavers. And that was my first shop in America. Wow. In, 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 the, in, the, in, the, in the summer of Galveston, Texas, where, you know, they had no, I mean, they had fans, big fans, huge fans, but no real air conditioning. Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. welcome. Anyway, then I stayed there, then from there I traveled to, Uh, To Dallas for a while, and uh, she and her husband, who was also a doctor, moved there, and I stayed with them for altogether for about two months, and then I said, "Let me get the hell out of here." So I (laughs) uh, knew of someone else, they knew of a distant relative of theirs who had a ranch in Montana, and who had come over to America in 1900. He was a rancher outside of Missoula, Montana. August Humberg, wow. a crusty old guy, and uh, I started as a cowboy. took away on bus from Texas to Missoula, Montana, and the next morning I started riding horses and fixing fences and all that stuff.
2: I know you didn't have a lot of experience with cadavers and knees, so we know no, that. So what about no. fixing fences and doing uh, well, ranch and I grew work? Up,
3: I grew up in farm country in, 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 in northern Germany, so I, I was used to hard work. I was sure. used to hard work, and I was an athlete, so I sort of kind of enjoyed hard work. I was in, won the German Youth Championship with my team in 1958. And my disciplines were shot put and discus and javelin. Wow! And so I was used to to you know physical work. I enjoyed it. It's cool. Except, except sitting on horseback, for eight hours. You know, <clears throat> the romance of being a cowboy goes right out of your rear end.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know, I know it literally. You know, it's funny. You you were. A, sort of built at that point to be the horse not the guy riding on top of it right you were the
3: athlete so then they told me there about universities giving scholarships for, for athletes so I applied to the University of Montana Missoula and they gave me a scholarship for track and field but they only paid tuition Right. so I had to make a living so I got a job in a lumber mill outside of Missoula on the green chain That means they bring in the huge, you know, uh, tree trunks and they saw them and then uh, they spew them out onto a green chain and there are 10 guys on one side, 10 on the other, and you're responsible for a certain size board. You do that for eight hours from six in the evening to two in the morning. And my first lecture was at eight in the morning. So you can imagine how I wanted to get the hell out of there. Anyway, there you go.
2: Wow. We're talking to Eric Braden. Incredible actor, incredible journey, as you can tell. Especially when you move to a foreign country and you have all these crazy jobs that you have to do to survive yep. and get to where you've gotten. We're in a Mississippi minute. I'm Steve Azar. Just a pleasure to have you on the on the show, Eric. Go to visit visitmississippi.org, folks, to find out what Eric's gonna do when he comes to visit me on our hallowed ground. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Don't go Steve Azar, and my friends at Guarantee Bank are excited to introduce contactless debit cards. These contactless debit cards can make checking out quick and easy. The tap-and-go process is quicker than inserting a chip card, and way faster than using cash. How do you get your new contactless card? Well, it'll automatically be mailed to you when your debit card expires, or you can contact your local branch. Go to GBTOnline.com to find out more. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC.
5: The cat sat call for health. A study out this month by Tufts University finds most people are mostly eating poorly except those eating at school. They looked at the diets of 40,000 adults and 21,000 children between 2003 and 2018. 65% of adult meals and 80% of kids restaurant meals were of poor nutritional quality. Entertainment venues and food trucks a little less with 44 and 52%. Schools however topped the chart with only 24% of meals eaten by kids being of poor quality. The author of the study says schools are the healthiest place Americans are eating, that the findings are very timely because of widespread school closures due to coronavirus, which results in substantial nutritional harms for millions of kids who haven't been receiving meals at school, and that also disproportionately affects low-income black and Latino children. The study was published in JAMA Network Open. For more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health, I'm Lisa Brady, Fox News.
0: Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.
5: This is House Call for Health. A Florida nurse is released from the hospital following a 111 day stay battling coronavirus. Kristen Kay had experienced multiple organ failures and had to be hooked up to a ventilator. She's had, I think, 75 nurses, 15 different respiratory therapists, 20 plus different doctors, and a couple dozen different support staff and therapists, and they're all just amazing. Her husband, Steven, says they've been through pretty much every emotion possible. There were times where we didn't know if she was gonna make it, and
4: uh, this place has, in a weird way, become home, and the staff here, and they, they, She's a miracle, and then they saved her life. She's
5: now in a long-term care facility for an undetermined amount of time to continue recovery, but there, she'll have more access to her family and friends. For more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health, I'm Lisa Brady, Fox News.
0: In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm
2: Steve Azar, and I sound like a radio guy which is. Yeah, <laughs> Eric, if you only knew. <laughs> this is this is something that started four years ago with four guests. I think Richard was like my tenth guest, and I thought that we'd be done by now, but we're four years into it, and it's a blessing. It's been a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy, really enjoy it. Uh, we're with Eric Braden in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. Visit Mississippi.org is in your backyard. Just check it out. So many cool things to do in your next getaway. Eric, we're talking about your career. Before it's a career you're talking about your journey, which is not easy. You're a hard worker in our business You know, I'm in the music business and you, you, you're an actor. We're in the creative in the art, the arts business Have you met anybody anybody because I haven't on my side of the fence That didn't work their absolute tails off to get to where they got now Some people had this incredible talent and got there a little earlier, but the work ethic had to happen did you have you ever met anybody that was so gifted that didn't work that it worked out for him? I guess.
3: Well, it's it's really Steve. It's really not a question of being gifted. It's it's. I mean, that is, you know, you you start out with that. If you don't have it, then forget it. But um, it, it really is more in our business. Yes, it's hard work, but it is really also a question of just having enough guts to say, I'm going to stay with it, and I will make it. And um, it's going to happen. Now, that takes a lot of fortitude and, and a lot of uh, belief in yourself and uh, uh, a lot of moments of saying, you know, uh, am I right being this defiant about it? Or uh, should I give it up? And uh, anyone who is in the creative field would be lying if he didn't have a similar experience. Because it is, as you know, um, Sure. And I don't know much about the music business, but I imagine it's just as difficult. Right? It, it's it's finding yourself. It's finding it's finding your um, having trust in your ability, um, having having a knowledge that that you're good at what you do, right. and that that takes a while. You know, to hone that. I I, I had it instinctively, but don't think for one moment that there are doubts, and don't think for one moment that uh, one's career doesn't very often depend on other people recognizing your talent and saying, you know, you're good and telling you so. In other words, we all need reinforcement about what we do. We all do all the time, I think. And, um, there are very few professions where that is really not the case unless you are, uh, employed by the government or, you know, right. some big corporation where your job is insured. Um, you need to prove yourself. It's a lifelong thing. And an acting primarily, and in music primarily.
2: Oh, no, trust me, you're, you're right. You're talking exactly what everything, that the way I feel, and the journey that I've been yeah. on personally. Let's go back to talk about some of the people that were good to you. You know, I had some people that were bad to me, and sometimes they ended up being good to me later, like 10 years later. So I didn't burn that bridge, but I sure had a chip on my shoulder, and they didn't remember. It's the funniest thing. I don't remember doing that to you or telling you that or you know trying to steer you down uh, to get to get the heck out of here but they did and it ended up being relationships were built and actually some of them end up being mentors of mine or definitely impacted my career for you who was it that was making you feel good and who'd you look up to that helped you along the path of success
3: you know that's that's a very good question and I got to be very honest with you I really almost never encountered nasty people who wanted to stop me from i i almost never did and if i did i ignored it not only ignored it but i'm too arrogant i said <laughs> you know you, you want come on <laughs> and and i i don't i don't take any crap so um i guess i don't know this is sort of a natural kind of arrogance that i have and i grew up with it and um it
2: could be competence uh, rather than, you know, you could be using that. I mean, I get it. I think there has to be a, a, a certain amount of that. But to me... No, I, tell,
3: I tell you, it's, 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 a, it, it's so funny that you say that. But I, uh, I must say, uh, in most, as you know, or perhaps don't know, but as an actor, you do a lot of what is called cold reading. You, uh, you know, are sent to a studio. Uh, your agent said they want this, this or that type for a part. And you go, you go to the studio, and you're perfectly strange people, and they give you a script, and they say you have about ten minutes to acquaint yourself with it, and now come in and read. And I was always damn good at that. I I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I always was. And uh, because I had some training in German high school without knowing, it was a preparation for my job. We we had to, we were asked in German high school to read uh, literature aloud. And we were often graded on how well we read it. And I was always good at it. I don't know why, but I always was. And so I just, you know, people didn't didn't scare me. I, I wasn't afraid of anyone. And it comes from, from Early upbringing of growing up, you know, with Cups. I mean, I, I fought throughout my my childhood, right? And um, we fought. I had three brothers, and we fought with each other and fought everyone else around. <laughs> so it, it, it I wasn't afraid of anyone, you know.
6: Yeah.
3: I said, Do you one, let's go." Yeah. So it's 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 that attitude. I think I just was not afraid, really. And most people that I met in America have been very welcoming, very nice. I I, I got to say. Because I respect people, I come in with respect uh, with respecting people, and I don't care of what color they are of what background my first thing is to respect the other unless they prove otherwise. Yeah. so yeah. if you show respect, you get respect back. That's all I think.
2: you know what I love. I love the fact that you're probably between breaks right now and i'm having you on in a mississippi minute and victor newman your role is just waiting or you've already have, have you done any of it so far this morning to re, uh done any scenes or you got them coming up
3: no there's this morning we're just tested for COVID. you know Oh, okay we okay. tested we yeah. tested twice a week
2: <laughs> oh wow they did the is it the is it the thing up the nose that's awful it's oh. the
3: damn thing oh, up the nose. oh yeah. my god but not, not not into the brain.
2: Yeah, well I've had one of them stick it in my brain for sure. i
3: I don't allow them I don't allow them to do it. I said, Come <laughs> here, let me I'll do it. No, no, I do it myself. Oh
2: I, I never don't. I never thought of
3: that. Hell, I never thought yeah. of
2: that. You're smart man. When You're you smart. That,
3: when you do that twice a week, I said, Give me that stick. <laughs> me. You're not gonna poke up my nose. <laughs>
2: so good that is that is using your your noggin right there so take our listeners there's so many that are listening that are fans of yours forget today we know you're doing a, your own covid test
3: but well i did i did that i no 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 wait, wait i i did that so now i'm in the studio
2: okay all right
3: so so now i will i have a little time and um i have gone through my dialogue a little bit last night to make some changes and um So I'm roughly acquainted with it, and then later on, about half an hour before we actually do it, I sit down and really, really focus. And um, yeah, so obviously, having been in the business for as long as I've been in it, you learn quickly. Thank God. Otherwise, you'd be up shit creek, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, I get it. I get. It It blows my mind. But you've explained your reasons growing up having that opportunity to to read literature and, and to have to have to present it and it just sort of set yeah. the scenes for you i i totally get it because i always ask richard or, or some other actor friends of mine how do you remember the lines i mean easy when you write the song and you remember the way it's a different deal you know it's right. not even a thought yeah. but you guys are coming in seeing scripts for the first time and have to deliver how how soon how much time do you have
3: well it, it, it look you have they give you the scripts you know, days before sometimes, but I don't do it until the earliest. I look at it the night before, and then. But sometimes I don't. If I peruse it quickly and realize I don't have that many scenes, I wait until the day of, and about an hour before I look at it. You know, that's incredible. And then, some, and sometimes you look at it and said, "Who the hell wrote this?" <laughs>
2: uh, <so laughs> do you ever go off script at times? Are you allowed?
3: Uh, no comment.
2: I love it. I love it. I want to dig into, like, when there's a new writer that shows up or something. Because you've been 40 years. You don't have the same writer. You've gone through it. We're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Go to Mississippi.org to check out what you're going to do next. And I can't wait to celebrate that with our guest today, Eric Braden, incredible actor. He is playing Victor Newman as we speak on The Young and the Restless. But I want to talk about some other roles as well. But You get to play DJ right now. Eric, we are the birthplace of American music. So would you like to hear in the break, you got to choose, B.B. King or Elvis Presley?
3: Oh, that book, two favorites of mine. Ooh, two Kings. I, I tell you, Elvis Presley, we used to dance to, oh my god we, we had little parties in, in germany i remember after the war we used to dance to his music wow great fan that. of his and great fan of bb king yeah who uh who i met on on uh, beer street in, in in memphis wow and he was a big fan of the show and uh uh but man yeah those are i i love both of them they're great
2: are you gonna choose you're gonna make you're gonna make my producer choose what's going uh, on uh <laughs> pick elvis Elvis it is with Eric Braden What a talented man you, What a beautiful soul you are We'll be right back I'm Steve Azo I'm just a hunter,
4: hunter.
2: Folks, it's Steve Azar, and my friends at Guarantee Bank are excited to introduce contactless debit cards. These contactless debit cards can make checking out quick and easy. The tap-and-go process is quicker than inserting a chip card, and way faster than using cash. How do you get your new contactless card? Well, it'll automatically be mailed to you when your debit card expires, or you can contact your local branch. Go to GBTOnline.com to find out more. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC.
4: Fox on 10. Apple wants to clarify just how the newly announced AirTag is supposed to be used. The AirTags are similar to Tile, a small device you can put on your keychain or in your wallet so you can quickly find them if they go missing with the help of an app. AirTag can also be added to your remote, your luggage, or your wallet, but not your child or pet. In an interview with Fast Company, an Apple representative said the AirTag is designed to track items, not people or pets, suggesting an Apple Watch with family setup is best for your children. For pets, there are a variety of devices that can attach to collars that can track your four-legged family members via GPS and cellular networks. AirTags make use of Apple's find my network, which uses almost a billion Apple devices for location tracking. And should someone attempt to track you with an air tag, you'll get an alert that an air tag was, quote, found moving with you and you'll be able to disable it. AirTags sell for 30 bucks for one, 100 bucks for four with Fox on Tech, Brett Larson, Fox News.
7: saving you money. I'm Hillary Barsky. Did you ever check your credit card statement and detect some bogus charges? If you see expenses you either don't recognize or you know are fraudulent, you have the right to dispute those purchases. But there are some things you need to know regarding the process, like that you generally have 60 days to dispute a charge and you can't dispute it while it's pending. You have to wait until it fully goes through. The good news is that you're not required to pay the charge while your credit card company is investigating it. Disputing an erroneous charge with your credit card company is not your only option. You can also contact the merchant behind the charge and see if you can resolve things directly. Purchases are sometimes double billed by mistake, but if you call the merchant, there's a chance the second charge can be taken off right away. And also, if you see a fraudulent charge, you can reach out to the merchant and ask for it to be reversed. To avoid credit card fraud, you may also want to have the merchant flag your account. Saving you money, Hillary Barsky, Fox News. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Secretary of State Michael Watson will not be appealing the Supreme Court ruling that struck down the ballot initiative process and medical marijuana. The ruling is having an impact on several initiatives that were in play. But Watson says there's a simple fix.
4: To change the one-fifth wording in the Constitution to prorata share per congressional district is the quickest fix. That way, you know, if we go back to five districts or if we got six or if we went down to three, it wouldn't matter.
7: He thinks a larger discussion is needed to possibly retool the entire initiative process. Before 65 was struck down, some municipalities were already expressing concerns about limitations on zoning. I don't know how much they are
1: against medical marijuana. They were However, wanting the ability to control where the shops were set up and the number of shops. Yeah.
7: House Speaker Philip Gunn says he would support a special legislative session to reinstate the initiative process.
4: This is baseball player and fellow Mississippian, Jake Mangum. There are a lot of reasons to be proud of my home state. Mississippi State baseball is one of the reasons and Mississippi Farm Bureau insurance is another. The dedicated team at Farm Bureau works hard to give me and the rest of their customers the best service possible. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance, go with the home team. Is your business or home protected from power outages?
0: The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. Weekdays at 10 on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Super Talk Mississippi News. Your news all the time. On air and online. Super Talk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: As we roll down a Mississippi Minute, I have got one talented, wonderful man, as you can tell on the phone, who's who's done it the right way, which is work, uh, and also followed the gifts that he was given by the man upstairs. I just love this man and Eric Braden. He's already a brother. I can't thank Richard Berge enough. Thank you, Richard. I'll see you soon at the Delta Soul um, You are in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Visit Mississippi.org. It's not an afterthought of mine right now. I'm preaching it. Just check it out. Believe in it and go do it. Okay, Eric, let's talk about 40 years and, and 40 years of writers that come and go. And were there some in particular that you just really gelled with? Do they take lines away from you if you don't? I mean, come on. Give me the scoop. <laughs>
3: I want to know. Uh, <laughs> now, you, you, I think you know me well enough to know that no one takes a damn thing. <laughs> right okay? I love it. I love it. I love it. That's a good answer, so, but just
2: just give me just enter, You know, just entertain me for a minute.
3: Right. Well, let's put it this way. I obviously I have great respect for writers. I think it's arguably the most difficult job in, in Hollywood. Period. In show business, the mm-hmm. most difficult job. And it is soap, it is especially difficult to come up with new stuff every day. That's a tough job. And to be frank with you, I never know who the writers are, except for the head writer. And he's usually also the executive producer, so I know who it is. I don't want to know who the writers are because when I get pissed off about someone writing, (laughs) I don't want to have a person in mind. Do you understand? Yeah. It's sort of an (laughs) all-around condemnation of whatever lines have been written. uh, But I have great respect for them. And, um, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's a collaborative business. It should be. I remember when I first came, they say, oh no, this is written in stone. I said, give me a break. Are you kidding me? You mean you're, you're, you're more than Shakespeare was? Shakespeare changed lines. Bum, bum. And um, it, it's, it's a collaborative business. And if you do nighttime and film and all that, you uh, work with people and you say, what do you think if we say this or that? It's absolutely equivalent. There are very few people who say, uh, say it as it is written. Right. And, and, and But you stick to the intent of the scene. You have to do that. Obviously, the storyline doesn't make sense. So you may disagree with the intent of the scene, but how it is expressed is, is, well, is usually also written in stone, but enough said.
2: Yeah, I understand. All right, so your relationship with Richard, when did that start? Our brother.
3: Uh, he came onto the show. I saw him on Seinfeld. And uh, my favorite, my wife and I watch Seinfeld almost every night. So good, almost every night. Yeah, I think it's the I think it's one of the best comedies ever, ever. Period. I agree. And uh, that that and the one with Jackie Gleason and and,
2: and oh my gosh, the uh, the the honey Honeymooners, oh, I love Yeah, that.
3: so good. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it was insane. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love that show.
7: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but
3: Seinfeld is just. I mean. It is so perfectly acted. You know, uh, my favorite character obviously is, is Cosmo Kramer. Michael Richards is yeah. a brilliant actor, and uh, but they're all wonderful. George Alexander and, and uh, Dreyfus, and, and they're all wonderful actors. Of course, Seinfeld, and it, it's 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 an impeccable series. It is about nothing, and yeah. yet it is so
2: about everything.
3: I'm I'm fascinated I'm fascinated as an actor watching it. I said, I wonder how much time they had to rehearse that. Of course, they have plenty of time. We have no time in daytime. None.
2: Mentor-wise for you, but, like the people that, you know, we were talking earlier about the people that lifted you up. Is there any particular actor that you sort of looked up to that maybe you got to know and that maybe made a difference in your life or, or ones that you didn't know that came along that really, really helped you out?
3: Well, I would say no one helped me out, but I would say that, the, the early kind of mentor who who cemented what I always felt about acting was Marlon Brando. You know, I did a film with him in 1964 called Mori Tori. And uh, we talked a lot about history and we kept on throwing the football to each other mm-hmm. uh, behind the stages, between scenes. He was a good athlete. And I loved his approach to acting. And it... it, it he was not a mentor at all. we never talked about acting. Uh, we talked about history and politics and, and, and sports. But I'd seen enough of his, of his films to say that's, that is the direction of acting that I sure. believe in. Spencer Tracy was the same. Loved I'd him. never worked with him. Yeah. But Spencer Tracy was a very natural actor. And Brando was, uh, was a genius. And, and uh, so was Spencer Tracy, to be frank with you. And, but they did it so naturally. I, I, I can't stand phone reacting. I can't stand it. And, and I, in other words, as an actor you, you know if your meter, if you're a good actor, is very finely tuned. and you when you do a scene, you know someone is putting it on or he's really into it. Do you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah no I get it.
3: And someone like Brandon was really into it. Uh, Vic Morrow from from Combat was an actor, was really into it. Geraldine um, uh, Page, who I did a Broadway play with in 1965, uh, was a wonderful actress. I mean, a wonderful actress. And and uh, I, I would say that those who I admired, many of whom had been at the Strasbourg School of Acting, I think, you know, and uh, he did some good with actors. But I asked Brando about Sparsberg. He says, oh, he sort of didn't even go in. He says, yeah, I picked up a lot of beautiful women. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't listen to that. Then he was a natural actor, you know. Yeah, no, no, I got you. You don't, you, yeah. don't, you don't have this diminutive man dissect a two-minute scene for 20 minutes.
2: What about early on in your career, your first roles? Hmm.
3: Well, it's it's very, very, very clear. Uh, The first one, I went to a reading for a part in a film, a dreadful film called Operation Eichmann. It it was uh, shortly after that, caught of Eichmann in Argentina. There was a a role for one of his henchmen. I got it. Then from there on, later on, uh, they did a lot of series about the Second World War, Gallant Men and Warner Brothers, was one of them. I got jobs there almost immediately because I was always good at cold readings And then combat. So the first roles were really German roles. They needed a lot of uh, German-speaking actors. Yeah. And, uh, if if you want a German accent, I can do it. Yeah? <laughs> this is a different story. Yeah, Steve, you are down in Mississippi. <laughs> yeah.
2: I always yeah. felt like you could be James Bond. So I'm glad you're telling yeah. me that because I feel like that... Um, and I, I'm jumping right now, but that was one of my questions yeah. was, have you, were you ever approached to be that? Because to me, Magnum P.I., the most interesting man in the world, Dos Equis, you're all that
3: guy. I, I, was, I was approached for James Bond after I did a film called Colossus, in which I starred. I had just done a film in Spain with Jim Brown and Bert Reynolds and Raquel Ross, and they flew me back to L.A., To do a screen test and for the lead in a film called Colossus the Foreman Project. And it was actually an interesting film. And the producers of James Bond had seen that film and had thought that I was, you know, somewhere from Britain or whatever. And they called me in and they were very interested. And they said, Do you still have a British passport? I said, I have a German passport. And that was it.
2: Oh uh, come on!
3: Are you kidding me? immediately. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh sure.
2: How about me with my? I I feel like I conjured that one up. I got that one right. No yeah. one.
3: No, you didn't. You didn't realize. Oh, you didn't know that.
2: I had no idea. I'm just saying because I've always felt like that. You should have been that guy.
3: No, I I was approached for it, and and as uh, soon as he Cubby broccoli, and uh, we had lunch together with him and my agent, and and. They were very interested after seeing Colossus. And they thought I was somehow from the British Commonwealth. And when I said I had a German passport at that time... Yeah, it didn't work. The uh, yeah. curtain went down. And he said, very sorry, but we... Me. I mean, they, they would have, have a revolution in England. If, if James Bond were German.
2: You know what? You know I've got people here in Mississippi. I'm not going to tell you who, but if you needed a passport the next day, we could have handled that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think could've, we could have figured that uh, out. <laughs> uh, I, I can't really <laughs> we may absorb everything very slowly and just kind of relax and all that. But when it comes that's to right. stuff like that, we're very good.
3: <laughs> that's right. I can really write. <laughs> I love Son, it. Okay.
2: You need a fast <laughs> Yes, you got it. You, got it. That's right. you just got to go to that's hot right. springs, and that's another question, another story. But talking to Eric Braden, incredible actor, incredible journey, as you can tell, just a pleasure to have you on the. On the show, Eric, go to visit Mississippi.org, folks. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio that I'm going to wear.
0: Their news team covers the Magnolia State, like Supertalk Mississippi News, on air with reports every hour, and breaking news as it happens. Your news all
1: the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. You can hear the show Saturday afternoons, 1 until 3, right here on Supertalk Mississippi. Gary Klein and Kelly Jordan are our pros from the Bassmaster Elite Series. Mr. Whitetail Larry Wysoon takes care of all of our big game needs. Plus, Tom Dawkin and Ronnie Smith will help you build a better bird dog. Not to mention the fact that we just have a whole heck of a lot of fun with a lot of great guests. I hope you'll be a regular. Hey, we'll see you in the camp house this Saturday at 1 on Super Talk, Mississippi.
0: The Dean's List with Janice Dean.
6: A customer's generosity at a restaurant in Tennessee makes today's Dean's List. Berg Steakhouse in Gatlinburg was having a busy weekend. Head server Ashley Rackstraw says the restaurant is always busy with no downtime for staff. However, one customer stood out from all of the rest. The man and his daughter came into the restaurant for lunch and then came back for dinner several hours later. The customer left a $1,000 tip. But that wasn't all. The man who wanted to stay anonymous also reportedly paid for two other tables tabs. It was later found out that the customer is terminally ill and wants to spend his money on others before he dies. Everyone was touched by his kindness and several of the waitstaff say they are grateful. To the man and his family, thank you for spreading kindness like sunshine and hopefully others will pass it on. Janice Dean, Fox News.
0: we <laughs>
4: small business under siege as the u.s. economy comes back to life finding workers to come back with it is a big challenge especially in the restaurant industry jason fernandez owns an italian bistro near tampa florida he has nine positions that he needs to be filled it is one of the biggest challenges that we face right now in operations um we run ads we
1: we do referral fees very difficult to compete with the free money
4: bartender bob burton moved to tampa from nashville six months ago looking for work. It didn't take him long. I got a job the second day I was here. Second Second day. day? Yeah. Came in, dropped off my resume
2: with Vance. He gave me a call back. I came in, he hired me on the spot.
4: Both Jason and Bob say generous government benefits means workers earn more money staying at home. But for those who do punch the clock, the tips are good and the hours are long because they're not getting a lot of help. In Tampa, Florida, Ashley Webster, Fox News.
0: Here we go. In a Mississippi minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk, Mississippi.
2: Like every alley in left in my hometown, every inch of your body. As we roll down to Mississippi Minute, I have got one talented, wonderful man, as you can tell, on the phone. You are in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Visit Mississippi.org, the place where I cannot wait to have the incredible Eric Braden.
3: Where in Mississippi are you, sir? I'm
2: in the Mississippi Delta down in Greenville. I am where Jim Henson made his Muppets. That's where I'm at. How cool is that?
3: Now, now, my God, where was I in Mississippi? I was in Mississippi. Where the hell was I? Uh, I've
2: seen your picture at the post office. No, I'm
0: kidding.
2: (laughs) That's
3: pretty good, right? I'm joking. You never know. You never know. But, you know, who I admire a great deal is one of your fellow uh, countrymen down there is Brett Favre.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Brett and our old pals. We made a record together uh,
3: years ago. Have great respect for that guy. I really do because that that was a man. He was exciting to watch as a quarterback. Oh yeah, there's and, no doubt. What a what a quarter quarterbacks and wide receivers. I think are two of the toughest positions in football. And if I had come here earlier as a boy, I would have loved to have played football. I really would have loved it. I, I, I
2: love it. We have Archie Manning that grew up. Um... About 30 minutes from us. And you have Brett that grew up down the street. And you have both Manning boys, obviously, from Mississippi blood line. Um, unbelievable. Insane. And now Little Arch. They, he and Little.
3: Peyton, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. <laughs> yeah. what, he did with, what he did with the Broncos was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I know.
2: Hey, Eric, so listen to this. Uh, Archie is saying, well, I think he's been quoted, I think, once. I've seen it. There, his grandson, who's Cooper's kid. Cooper was, arguably, he was best, arguably the best athlete in the family. He was more like Archie. Well, what happened to him? Cooper had a, a, a neck or a back injury that they, they discovered when he was at Ole Miss, and he just couldn't play football anymore. It was just oh awful. But he was a wide receiver, so he was the one. But Arch is his yeah. kid. And Archie says yeah. that Arch, who's the number one quarterback-rated quarterback in the 23 class, uh, said that he is ahead of schedule of Eli and Peyton. How about that?
3: Whoa. How how tall is he?
2: He's already 6'3. It's game on. Wow. Yeah. Wow,
3: wow. wow, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. I tell you, (laughs) Peyton Manning, uh, I got to tell you, I admire him. Uh, Just, just, how that guy came back after those neck surgeries is something that I have a deep admiration for. Uh, But anyway, so you have a lot of, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, Eric, think about think about these. They they are inc- an incredible family too. I'm talking yeah. about they do good things always. It's just a wonderful yeah. family. So to be successful, exactly. understand a a violent game like football and be the, be I'm, so beautiful. It's cool to
3: see. Unbelievable. Yeah. So so you know you know them all.
2: Uh, pretty much, yeah. But Brett, yeah. Brett and I are a lot closer than, I mean, I've, I'm acquaintances. Right. I've met the other ones. But Brett and I have spent a lot of time together.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I admire him greatly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Steve. All right. Nice, nice shooting, the,
2: yeah, shooting the stuff with us. I, ca- I can't you. thank That's you right, enough.
3: Man. All right, brother. All right. So we'll talk soon.
2: Many blessings. I thank you.
3: And hello to all, all the fans, if there are any in Mississippi. Oh, yeah. I thank you for watching the damn thing. And uh, <laughs> one day I'll come down there and we'll shake some hands, okay? Oh,
2: oh I'm going to make sure yeah. you come down. That's a game on now, so that you That's can it. count on it.
3: All right, buddy. Bless right, you. Thanks, man. Bye. I'm
2: Steve Azar in a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time.
1: Hey, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. You can hear the show Saturday afternoons 1 until 3 right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Gary Klein and Kelly Jordan are our pros from the Bassmaster Elite Series. Mr. Whitetail Larry Wysoon takes care of all of our big game needs. Plus, Tom Dawkins and Ronnie Smith will help you build a better bird dog. Not to mention the fact that we just have a whole heck of a lot of fun with a lot of great guests. I hope you'll be a regular. Hey, we'll see you in the camp house this Saturday at 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. No other news team covers the Magnolia State, like Supertalk Mississippi News, on air
0: with reports every hour, and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm. Honestly, provocative talk radio on the Lars Larson Show.
1: Are you afraid to share your political views with others these days? I would say, I'm not afraid, but then I'm kind of a special case because it's what I do every single day. There's a brand new poll out they did a nationwide survey and this is kind of surprising i want to remind people that you have constitutional rights to form an opinion and voice an opinion the
0: lars larson show weeknights at six on super talk mississippi a super talk mississippi media production